Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. If someone prophesies for you, what kind of prophecy do you want to hear? Good prophecy or bad prophecy? Of course, you want to hear good prophecy. For example, next year, 2023, you are going to be promoted. You are going to meet this person who will change your life, transform your life. You are going to meet your future, future spouse, and you're going to have a happy life forever. Your, your marriage will be the best, and then uh, your life will be the best. Your children will go to the best schools, best colleges ever, and you're going to own a best car. You're going to earn more money, and you'll be promoted your books will be best selling books so everyone will love you everyone will respect you and you'll you'll have the best life ever wow that would be pretty cool isn't it so everyone wants to hear the good prophecy but nobody wants to hear bad prophecy the question is if you hear bad prophecy what would you do about it how would you respond to it are you going to discard it and are you going to seek for good prophecies only or are you going to take even even if it's a bad prophecy. Now, in today's story, as we're going through the book of Acts, we're going to study from Acts chapter 21, and you see the example of bad prophecy about Paul, but you will also see how Paul reacted, how Paul responded to the bad prophecy about him. So let's look at Acts chapter 21 together. And he came to us and took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews in Jerusalem would bind the man who owns this belt and hand him over to the Gentiles. When he heard, when we had heard this, as we as well as the local residents began begging him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul replied, What are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart. For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we became quiet, remarking, The will of the Lord be done. Amen. Wow, this is a very powerful passage. Now, what kind of prophecy is Paul getting in? So let's look at verse 11 again. He came to us and took, took Paul's bed and bound his own feet and hands. So we can see the visual presentation about, uh, of this prophecy about the uh, Paul. And said, this is what the Holy Spirit says. Well, let's pause. This is what God is saying. This is not made up. You know, the, the early church was full of teaching and full of he, uh, healing, but also there are lots of people who are prophesying. And then their prophecies were mostly genuine. Of course, there were some false prophets as well. But in this context, this prophecy was very genuine prophecy. This is not a false prophecy. Look at this. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt. Who is the man who owns this belt? Paul. So this Jewish people in Jerusalem is going to bind Paul, and Paul will not be free because he will be bound by these people, but not just that, this Jewish people will hand Paul over to the Gentiles. What's next? It could be very tragic. It could be terrible. You know, Paul could be stoned. Paul could be dead. He could be killed. So this is not a good prophecy at all. This is definitely bad prophecy. So, Look at verse 12. When we, so we see the author is involved here. So Luke uh, is here too, in in this group as well. When we heard, when we had heard this, we as well as the local residents, so the church and the people there, all together, one accord, in one mind, unified mind, they began 
begging Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Now let's pause here just for a moment. What would you do if you were Paul? Holy Spirit is saying there is going to be a trouble. It's not just a one or two trouble, one uh, level one, level two, but it could be a level 10, the most intense trouble. And the people felt the weight of the difficulty and the persecution. The level of persecution is so heavy. So they uh, genuinely cared for Paul and they were saying, please, Paul, please don't go. We love you. We care for you. Because God is saying there will be a trouble. There will be a persecution. You may be dead. You may be killed. Not in a peaceful way, but in a horrible, horrible, tragic way. We Please don't go, Paul. Not just one person, but several of them were saying the same thing together. So if, you're, if I were Paul, I would be so confused. I would be very, uh, very saddened. I might say this way, oh, God is saying, and then God is saying there will be a trouble, and then my church really cares for me, and I do care for them as well. And they said, all, all one accord, probably this is what God is saying to us all together, not to go uh, there. So I, I might just stay here. This is probably what I would say, what I would say, However, look at how Paul responded to this prophecy, bad prophecy. In verse 13 it says, Then Paul replied, What are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart. For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, and we can see that Paul was very determined, he would not change his mind and heart. Uh, so we became quiet and remarking, the will of the Lord be done. Amen. Paul was very assured and he knew what he was doing. He knew where he was going. And he even knew what kind of trouble he would have. He knew the, uh, the road that he is taking is not rosy, but it's a thorny road. So he said, you know, no matter what difficulties Lie, uh, lie ahead of me. I'm not only ready to be bound, but I'm even ready to die in Jerusalem. So I am going. Now, when you look at this prophecy again, nowhere in this passage saying, um, Paul, you should not go to Jerusalem. I mean, I'm talking about God. The Holy Spirit says there will be trouble, but he never said, Paul, you should not go there. If Holy Spirit says don't go, then Paul would not go because this is what God says. But God was simply saying, you, you are going to have trouble, and big trouble. However, when people normally hear that, just like the people in this passage, we, they do not want Paul to go there. Uh, and then we, we would not go, we would not want to go there either. That is just the human heart. But Paul knew the will of God more than anything else. Even if a church, the people of God care for him, but we don't blame them. We cannot, nobody can blame them because that was very genuine love and care for Paul. However, what, what's the most significant, what is the priority is to do the will of God. Even if it is a bad prophecy, even if it's a very difficult route and road, we must follow and we must obey God's word. 
Some people, no, some some people, but almost everyone wants to hear good prophecy for their convenience. But what matters is we need to uh, follow the prophecy not not for the convenience, but for obedience, obedience to the Lord. God wants a faithful worker, faithful servants who are obedient. Now, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, we see the great example of Jesus. He obeyed to the death, even to the point of death. Jesus showed the ultimate example of what it means to be humble. Humble is not uh, not to belittle about ourselves, but the humble is to surrender our lives to the Lord, give ourselves to the give our life to the Lord in a full way. So even if it's a death, we are obedient. We're willing to suffer and die for the sake of Christ Jesus. That's what it means to be humble. That's what it means to truly surrender and obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is exactly what Jesus did. You know, when we are going, the Christmas is very uh, close. Uh, In just a few days, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But when you go to a shopping mall and when you go to different places, you see all kinds of uh, Christmas carol songs and Christmas trees and Christmas gifts and, you know, red color and uh, the green color. Everyone is so bright and people love Christmas. Then and also people love this candy cane. Do not even know what that means. So people are so excited about this Christmas, and they are only caring about the good prophecy that Jesus is um, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and He is always victorious, and He is He He is the Savior. He is the Lord. Of course, He is. But also, people do not really care about the bad prophecy that Jesus took. Isaiah chapter 53 clearly says Jesus is the suffering servant, that he is taking the sins of the world, the Lamb of God, the iniquities of our sin, the suffering and shame and all these problems were on the shoulder of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross. But that was not a spontaneous act, but that was prophecy. Even even several hundreds and thousand years ago, even before the foundation of the world, it was God's plan to crush His own Son for our sins. And He paid the penalty for our sin. That was perfectly planned, and Jesus exactly knew what kind of death He would die, even when He was little. So we can see that Jesus definitely knew the bad prophecy about him, but not just about knowing knowing it, but he obeyed God's will, even if it was a very difficult and tough call. Now, I showed this uh, candy cane. People love to just eat and suck this candy, and they enjoy it. And when you go to a dollar store and everywhere, you can you can buy this in a very cheap price. But if you truly know the meaning of this candy cane, you will be amazed. This actually this stands for J. J. J is, uh, is the, the first letter of Jesus. But not just that, the red stripe means the blood of Christ Jesus. You see the bad prophecy right here in this candy. So do not be deceived by good prophecies only. 
it can it is a half prophecy, but the full prophecy about Jesus Christ involves the suffering and death, the bad prophecy. But if uh, if Jesus did not fulfill the bad prophecy, then we'll not be here. We'll be still in our sin, and we'll be still doomed to die and suffer in hell forever. Yes. Jesus is the Lord and Savior because He took the bad prophecy and He obeyed it and up to the point of death. So this is uh, what the Lord Jesus did. And we must be thankful and we must praise Him that He took it uh, willingly and He died on the cross for us. So it's very interesting in Acts chapter 21 verse 14 because the will of the Lord be done. Isn't it similar to somewhere? In Luke chapter 22, we see the Mount of Gethsemane that Jesus was saying, Not my will, but your will be done. This must be how we should respond to the bad prophecy or anything about our life. God is calling us to follow Him and to worship Him and to share the gospel, to obey Him. But that is not easy. Many times, whenever we do God's will, we must sacrifice, we must obey Him, whatever that is. Just a few days ago, I came back from a mission trip and then I went with uh, six brothers with me. And uh, it was not easy. Uh, one of them was uh, was the, uh, the take... Uh, Give, uh, give uh, caregiver for his mom, and his mom was almost dying. But this man was called by the Lord to come to this mission trip, even though it is a short time, short term mission trip for two weeks. But you never know what will happen during that two days, two weeks for a uh, old lady who was about to die. So this is what my brother said, you know, Sammy. This is one thing I really pray, that while I'm in the mission field doing Lord's work, that God would hold my mom so that when I come back, I can pray with her so that I can let her go. I can, um, so that she can peacefully die in the hands of God. So that was his prayer. Now, we came to uh, the mission field and God was using him in a mighty way and so many people came to Jesus through his ministry. And then... When we were on the way back to the United States, we got a phone call and the mom was doing well, so we we're very thankful. And then we arrived on uh, Saturday morning. And then next day on Sunday, I got a text message from this brother and said, you know, God granted my prayer, my request, that my mom passed away uh, just a few minutes ago. You know, of course, uh, losing our loved ones is heartbreaking. But God is in control. And in this, my friend was confessing and sharing that God was involved in this and God granted his uh, desire and request. Now, when this brother came sacrificially, leaving his mom behind, of course, it could be very heartbreaking and uncertain and uh, it would be very difficult. However, when he obeyed the Lord, God truly granted and He protected and He hold um, this old lady, His mom, in His power in his, for His glory, for His name. Yes, when we obey the Lord, it is not convenient. We always look for good prophecies for our convenience. But 
we are to even take a risk of bad prophecy, not for the sake of convenience, but for obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what He did. So in this Christmas season, I want us to think about the bad prophecy that Jesus took, Jesus obeyed, to forgive our sins. Let us not be deceived by all the brightness and all the you know, human joy, but let us be really reminded of all the sacrifice that Jesus took, suffered for our own good to forgive our sins so that we will truly be joyful in the Lord that who fulfilled good and bad prophecies all together for God's glory. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness that you fulfilled all the prophecies, even if it was, even though it was uh, bad in human eyes, but you fulfilled it humbly for God's glory. We thank you so much for the sacrifice. We thank you so much for all the grace and mercy that you have bestowed upon us. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen.